now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Joe, that was quite a loss uh, last night for the uh, Wild, uh, having that three-goal lead and then uh, blowing it uh, to start a homestand. Uh, very disappointing, Joe. Uh, it's a, I'm I'm very surprised that happened, and I know you're a big Wild follower. So, what was your uh, what was your opinion on what happened last night? Wait a minute. I thought the mayor was just kidding yesterday when he said he was still going to keep leaving on three now that I'm working on Fridays. Nope. He wasn't kidding, huh? He was not joking. He took off. Well, you guys don't think I'm going to carry this whole load here on Fridays now that I'm back working, do you? I need some help around here. You might have some early steam to kind of get I you to talk. I need for... some help around here. I'm in the other Dad. room doing a podcast. You know? <laughs> Huh? Okay. Okay. All right. In the other room doing a podcast. Okay, that'll be eight quick minutes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I need a little help. Uh, Reavers, what's on your mind? Patrick, last night I had the rare Reavers meltdown while watching the local club. And I know that hockey? doesn't happen very often. You don't, you're not really that fully invested. I mean, hockey's down on your list of full investment, hockey's right? Until about, we get to the playoffs. Yeah, hockey's about third for me uh, on, mm-hmm. on, on the list of my sports following. But here's last night I, I watched nearly the entire game. And it went okay. from it went from all right, they're doing exactly or what just, they should be doing. Shutting them down, 3-0, yep. no problem, right? But then you, when they scored that goal, when Arizona scored the goal in the second period, I can't speak for everyone, but I thought, come on, no, you cannot let these guys <laughs> hang around. And that's the first thing I thought what, of. What happened to our attack? It the the problem with their attack, their quote unquote attack, Patrick. Arizona still controlled the puck a lot of games, and I know Kenny just ch- chimed or j- Kenny just jumped in here, and he was at the game last night. They are the they are last in the league in puck possession, which is a big old red flag on a team. We that, used to be good at that. We Wasn't did that used one of our to be strengths last year. We used to be good at it, but this year they're the problem is the product is old, the product is tired, and even if they squeak in as an eight seed, what who cares? This team is going in the wrong direction. And I I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I agree with Judd. Absolutely it's, everything Judd said. Yeah, it's time to blow true. it up. It's yeah. time to blow it up. This is yeah. this is a failing Patrick, product. How do you go from winning in St. Louis to losing to these pigs? I was there last <laughs> night and they skated at half throttle yeah, all night. They did they were like like three hits. There was one penalty. They dumb their game down to the to whoever they're playing. They refused to win last night, Patrick. When they were up three zero, I knew they were going to lose. That's how bad they were skating. And sure enough, they threw it away. Well, uh, I gotta admit, fellas, uh, being out here on the East Coast, they kind of started after my uh, my bedtime. So I wake up this morning. And I go look at uh, about 6 o'clock this morning. I look, and the first thing I look at is our website. And at the top is Judd going psychotic. And I said, (laughs) all right, the boys lost. Yes. The great thing about Judd is in an 82-game season, 
he can treat a regular season hockey loss like a playoff loss in the NFL. No, uh... Patrick, after last night, they should fold it up. Seriously. (laughs) That was despicable. And something that I've been missing for a couple of years, I haven't been down to the X in a couple of years, the fans, and like Judd said, uh, the fans are enablers. This is one big, giant, dysfunctional family. And the fans, they're either so stupid or they're just so happy to be there that they'll cheer for them anyway. Did they boo they, them? At, no, did they boo them off the no, ice. No, of course not. Nobody threw anything on the ice. Nobody <laughs> got kicked out. There was no rage. It was all just, oh, we love you, team. You're winners to us. It was absolutely despicable. On it was like watching a trailer house. <laughs> yes, fight. And, and Kenny, it, towards the end of regulation. Sorry, man, I didn't no, mean to interrupt you. But towards the end of regulation, they're Patrick. They were clinging to dear life as. Arizona's running circles oh, around so the ice with we got a point. Them. We got a point. What the heck? That, and, and, that should be taken away. And what was the lead on the FSN post game? The point or the home point streak rolls on. <laughs> oh my god! Eleven straight so games. So they're enabling them too. Oh, it's awful. Oh, hey, that's that's they're the big enabler. But of Ma- all time. Manny, be the voice of well, calm reason here. Well, I don't know if there. I don't know if I have a voice of of reason here. I I, I will say this too. There's no more blaming the head coach oh, for no. this stuff. No, I mean because when when it, when Mike Yo was the coach, that oh, he was always him, yeah. yeah, he was always the scapegoat for this for this type of stuff. When they would play like this, when this group of players would play like this, it was always oh Yo's not you know he's not holding them accountable, and this is he's Yo's got to go and all this other stuff. Well, you've got an accomplished head coach. Yes. In Bruce Boudreaux now, you, yep. you're, you're, there's there's no more there's no more blaming the head coach. And, this is entirely on the players. And Mike has proved his medal down in St. Louis, yes. so we know it's not the coach. Uh, Pat, Patrick, as far as I'm concerned, they could fire everybody, keep the coach, keep the goalie, start over. Seriously, how did, how did uh, Topham? How did uh, Sir Topham uh, look? It was he did he did he get a little red in the face? Well, uh, his post progressed? his post game was basically. <laughs> We aren't very good. We weren't good enough. You know, we're not. And I like, I liked the message that he sent was, we're not good enough to perform like that. And that's the that's as Kenny mentioned, they were they were playing at three quarter speed, knowing that they were a better team than 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 Arizona. And the problem is, you're you were in the eighth spot in the in the Western Conference. You're not that I think good. They still are. Well, they, they might they, still be, but it's... By they, one point. Yeah. But you are... they got a point. You they got a point. 11 straight games. Shut up about that. You are clinging <laughs> to your playoff lives. You are about to start a five-game homestand in which every game is crucial, and you came out like you were playing Minnetonka High School. It was pathetic. You know, and I assume these fans all have kids or nephews, nieces, whatever, in hockey, and they understand the game. I don't think these dum-dums understand the game. (laughs) I think they go down there, they spend $300 on a jersey, they spend another $300 on drinks, and they go home. They have no idea what they just witnessed. That was a debacle last night. Kenny. Yes. I've offered this explanation many times. This team more than any other in Twin Cities history has gotten the family of four involved, right? Yeah. So now I'm living out in Woodbury. I take the two kids to the game, right? And they're eight and 11, right? Mm -hmm. Or seven and 10. Sure. And you go to that. Now, as you said, you've just spent, if you're lucky, 300 for tickets. And then you've spent 500 bucks. Easy. Yeah. You've spent $500. You're not getting to get in the car on the way home and say, 
Boy, were they rotten. Didn't you hate it tonight, son? No, no they don't that's, do that. That's the problem. That's we weren't it. like that as North Stars fans. No, we were not like that. We, we were, were all angry. guys in bar jackets from the east side of St. Paul who thought they knew more than the coach did. <laughs> right. And they boo the, right. If they had a... They had a power play without two shots on goal. They boo the hell out but of them. You know what? There. That's another good point. My wife uh, raised last night. When was the last time this team scored on the power play? There was one power play last night, and we were pigs. You know, we just we couldn't get anything done. And my God, when did they stop hitting? They don't hit at all. No, they ever, don't. And anywhere. And here's the other problem with the whole blow it up theory that we all think they should they should go down that path. But the problem is. The owner's got way too much invested into this product and cares way too much about making the postseason to get those couple extra dates. And I'm not saying that's a bad philosophy because Leopold's given this franchise and Chuck Fletcher every resource possible, but they just won't do it. That that won't that won't happen. They won't sell off pieces in an effort to build this thing better long term. If you're a hockey fan, I encourage you to go to the Mackey and Judd uh, page and <laughs> listen to Judd's tirade this morning. Oh, the man, oh, the, the man was preaching gospel. Amen, so he, Judd. He basically repeated what he wrote. Then, huh? yeah, yeah. In, in his, uh, dysfunctional in his family angry and Patrick, enabled by moron fans. <laughs> And Patrick, you know, you, you do. Judd does have a tendency to treat it like it's in, uh, you know, a 16 game regular season in football. Yes. But the problem is, this time he's actually right. Yeah, yeah okay. no, he's right on. All right. Well, hey, you guys got me through that first segment back on Friday. So uh, we'll be back. See what's next. Well, uh, that was so much fun, uh, breaking down the wild, uh, including a uh, eyewitness account from Kenny, uh, the traffic guy. I would have paid uh, a significant amount of money to be sitting next to Kenny <laughs> during the conclusion of that game. Because I was with him. I was just as mad as he was, but I was, in, I was fortunately at home. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you weren't at the game. No. I would have liked, liked oh. to have been there and watched it. Just watching it meltdown. <laughs> well, Manny Hill, what's on your mind? Well, here, here's my thing. So we we got the winter the Winter Olympics underway now, right? Yes. You guys are gonna have to help me out. Yes. What 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 is happening in the Winter Olympics that's gonna get me interested <laughs> and captivated? Because I've I've always I've always been more of a Summer Olympics guy anyway, sure. between well, the yes. basketball, track and field, all that stuff. And now it's like. Typically, with the Winter Olympics, it's the hockey that I'm intrigued by. Sure. But now it's like we don't no, know who a single player is. I don't is. know who the hell yeah. any of these players are. All due respect to them. So it's like I'm not even interested really in, in seeing the hockey. So what, you know what, what I should what do? What about the Olympics should I be interested in? Here's what I'm going to do for you, Manny. Okay. My wife might not be able to tell the difference between a golf ball and a baseball, but she's going to be able to tell you who the second team downhill skier for France went to high school. She is all in with Olympic stuff. Okay. Well, coverage. Uh, in general, Winter Olympics are uh, fueled, the ratings are fueled by women. They uh, they love oh, the yeah. Olympics, and of course it all starts with figure skating. Figure skating, yep. Now, uh, I don't know, we don't have the the local characters anymore now, though. I mean, the but, U.S. Ga uh, gals that we're really invested in like we used to. No, so but we, you know who we do have this year? Who? We got the married couple. The married couple that that uh, uh, that skated last night. They are oh, they're, all they're over social pairs media. Or dance? Uh, it was pairs or dance? Pairs. I don't, yeah, I think it was pairs. I think it was pairs. So you're telling me there's a married figure skater. <laughs> oh no! Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Uh, okay, I, I 
it. I buy it. And here, you let know. me tell you this. If the, you see the, it, who were the famous Brits from 1980 the pair the uh that made that a big deal? Like Dean and Troy Torval and Dean. Yeah, they were that was the famous uh, British couple. I can tell you this. If you saw a picture of the misses in this particular couple, okay. she would have made any figure skater gladly accept her hand in marriage. Okay. She's All a right. very good looking good. gal. So you'd like to pick her up in the air and twirl her around? Oh yeah, those, uh, absolutely. Those daily and he's about three times as tall as she is too. Well, that helps with the throwing yes. and the artistry when you get them up there. Now this must be pairs then, not dance. Yeah, this was pairs that I watched last pairs, night. We have two pairs deals uh, going on there. We got the we got the dance and the uh, and the pairs are too. They've they've expanded. The figure skating as much as it can. The downhill, Manny, is a fantastic event. The men's downhill. Okay. They start way up in the mountain, oh, yeah. but they go so damn fast, and you can hard the cameras can hardly help you. It's uh, it's uh, it's very difficult to see until they get to the bottom of the mountain. We did the moguls yesterday too for the gals, and it is amazing how much force the lower half of their body has to absorb when they go down. Down that yeah, first stretch. Yeah, that artistic scheme does nothing for me. <laughs> I mean, they brought it down. They're going down a hill as steep as Buck Hill, for God's sake. Watch God. out. I'm going to take this hill on. Do we have doesn't... any hope for Lindsay this year? She's healthy. Oh, yeah. She oh, just yeah. won the last two downhills beforehand. She'll win two golds. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, this she's is going to be sort of her. She, this is her this sort of her Dubai it. tour, right? I think no, she, didn't she, she announced that she, this is going to be. 34 or 5 now? 33, right? I think. 33. Eight. Yeah. I saw something that she announced that this was going to be it for her. So. I think she has the second, Kenny, in the World Cup stuff, I think she has the second most wins of all time. Good. I know yeah. she. it always seems like she's coming off an injury, so oh, yeah. it'll she, be fun to have she her damn healthy. She kills herself. Um, you know, you, we're talking about a featured guest on Sports Talk, Lindsay oh, Vaughn. Yes. Joe, Joe hey, asked her can about... Can I ask you a Tiger <laughs> question? <laughs> I suppose. Mackie and Judd had uh, Chipper on this morning. And Chip sounded like he didn't even know where he was at. I mean, he sounded exhausted. <laughs> and they brought up Jet something. He, he they brought up something that I always find fascinating. Um, they never, as writers, and maybe you can confirm or deny this, as writers, they never know or get the sense that they're at the right event. That there's always somewhere maybe they should have gone oh, instead. Sure. I mean, you, you, you fighting can... that when you, when you well, were there? Yeah, if something amazing happens, you know, when you're, you don't go to watch it. I remember uh, being at a Summer Olympics in Sydney with all, and I ended up in a section where I was sitting, and when I was in the press room, around surrounded by all these Canadians, and it was, it was Sunday morning, and they had some, you know, they cover Canada the the entirety of Canada like we cover Minnesota. If you're from Toronto, you cover the entirety of Canada. Oh, they're all they're yeah. all the, they're all the hometown, right? Yeah, they're yeah. all the home team. Yep. Just like we cover every Minnesotan. Well, all of a sudden they're sitting there watching TV and some Canadian wins the uh, triathlon, and they're all sitting there, and they're going nuts. They're going crazy because, you know, they they expected this person to drown, and they ended up winning, you know. And I remember they were just going fruitcake because they had to get the story, and they were hunting, they were miles away from it. And, you know, that happens, but you can't. You know, you got two, three people covering What's the, something. Did Chip talk about the travel? Because where do you go to before you get to Pyeongchang? Right? Oh, they, they must have a 
He's been there. For, he's been there for a couple of days now. But you know, he he even that, even getting a meal is an exercise in frustration. Frustration when he's over there. You know, you can't read the menu. You, you don't. You don't know. <laughs> give what me a you're barbecue. Eating. You know, just give Korean me Korean barbecue. I'll give just me eat barbecue. McDonald's for the next two and a half weeks. Now, you guys, what? You, I got to ask you a question though. Uh, now, when were, were the opening ceremonies on last night no, or they tonight? Were, they were today. They were so we morning. got to see those live, though. Yeah, and, in and my, then they'll rerun them again tonight. In my three thirty news, I'll have we have controversy already okay, surrounding the, the Sony because Reavers is in charge today of primetime preview. <laughs> Anything that's on TV tonight, we're going to give you the results I right a, now. I have a 3:30. quick. I have a quick question. You know, usually when you've done primetime preview, you've been here in the studio. But given that you're in Fort Myers, will that affect? primetime preview at all. Well, I'm going to work harder at it. I had some other stuff to do, but <laughs> next week we're going to try to spoil all your fun, I can tell you. And the secret of primetime preview is you're just talking like this. You're just going along. Yeah. Suddenly you say, by the way, our figure skater <laughs> fell on her ass and didn't get a medal. <laughs> that is so devious. Oh my God, I Except love that. Except with the 15 hour difference or whatever it is, you can't go the whole day without knowing what happened anyways. Yeah. It's, it's not as much fun when it's like five or six hours and people are walking around. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me what happened. I got to watch it on TV tonight. <laughs> so it's not as much fun. Spoiler fun when it's been over. It's basically a day ago that right. uh, the opening ceremonies were held. Right, right. Yeah. All right. All right. We uh, shall return. This is the return of Ricey to Friday's. And I fully expected my longtime partner to be with yeah. me, but he took off. By the way, that podcast he was recording, it's over. He just walked out of the building. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start taking breaks to do a podcast. So <laughs> that's good. All right. We'll be back. All right. It is now time to head out east to get a look at the markets with the Your Money Now report. It comes to us courtesy of our friends in Owatonna at Federated Insurance where it is their business to protect yours. Here is Mr. Bruce Vale. Hi, Manny. An extremely turbulent week in the stock market ended with the major indexes closing higher after recovering from early declines. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained more than 600 points in the final two hours of trading to erase a big deficit. The Dow ended up gaining 330 points to close at 24,190. The Nasdaq Composite rose 97 points. The S&P 500 gained 38, but all three indexes were down 5% for the week. Amazon is preparing to launch a delivery service for businesses, positioning it to directly compete with UPS and FedEx. It's called Shipping with Amazon. It will entail the tech giant picking up packages from businesses and shipping them off to consumers. Starbucks is rolling out a seasonal drink for Valentine's Day. It is the Cherry Mocha, a beverage meant to remind you of a chocolate-covered cherry cordial. It's made with espresso, candied cherry syrup, mocha sauce, and steamed milk, and then topped with whipped cream and sprinkles. It's available now through Valentine's Day. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. You probably don't realize this. I, we've we've probably never told you this, Bruce, but off the air, that's how we refer to you. We for, refer to you as sprinkles. Oh, well, candied sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty damn sad when the guy that knows the least about hockey has to have a tirade. I don't know, man. That was upsetting last night. But anyway, I'm, I'm trying to put that behind <laughs> me, Ricey. Where'd he go? I think he's still there. I think we are still on break. 
Anyway, here's Chris Reavers with the news. Thanks, Kenny. The Wild blew a three-goal lead, as you just mentioned, over Arizona and fell in overtime last night, 4-3. to The Wild were also outshot 40-28 to to the worst team in the NHL. <laughs> they are now off tonight before hosting Chicago tomorrow night. Who was betwixt the pipes last night? Doobie. The Doober. Yeah, it was Doobs. The Doober. Who, uh, who got the uh, shootout winner for the... It was... Uh, was it overtime or shootout? Overtime. Yeah, overtime. overtime. Uh, the, it was a kid that scored the right. first goal, too, for them. I can't remember his last name. I'm sorry. Well, we don't know any coyotes. Well, no, we don't. Name, Gal- that, Galagoski. name that coyote. Alex, Shane Doan. <laughs> Alex Galagoski plays for the Coyotes. Oh, well, he's our guy. Yes, yes, oh, he is. Okay, all right. Yeah, Shane Doan finally retired, didn't he, Manny? I think he did. Yeah. About I think he played years. last year, though, unlike the only Nordique you could have not pl- mentioned had quit like four years earlier. Did so. we play Name That Coyote or Name That Nordique last Oh, we played name that Nordique. That's what it was, yeah. (laughs) Who he played for. (laughs) Who he played for. (laughs) Who is he? Who played for them is what we played. Apparently, uh, by the way, I I, I tried desperately to find it for the update, but Charles had an epic meltdown again last night. Or one of those Charles moments last night on television. About the Cavs trading everybody? I I think it was NBA trade deadline related, but I I have yet to find it. Uh, speaking of basketball, the Wolves look to bounce back after their overtime loss to the Cavs on Wednesday night. They are in Chicago to take on the Bulls. This will mark the return for Jimmy Butler, who spent his first six seasons in Chicago before being traded to the Wolves this last offseason. Tip from the United Center is at 8.30 p.m. And Taj's return. Oh, yes, that's true. Uh-huh. We don't go back to Chicago, though, when we get by the time we get Derek. And what's the other former? Uh, Luol Deng. Luol Deng we might end up, too, man alive. Apparently Joe Kim Noah's name is getting floated around, too, because the, <laughs> the Knicks might buy him out. So. I, I think that'd be great because it would drive Wolves fans to <laughs> oh, yes. absolute insane. They're so upset about Derrick Rose maybe coming here. What the, you know? What the, I think he's better than Aaron Brooks. I don't know. The Vikings introduced uh, new offensive coordinator John D. Filippo today. Filippo, 39, interviewed with Vikings general manager Rick Spielman and coach Mike Zimmer in Philadelphia following the Eagles' Super Bowl parade yesterday. Uh, D. Filippo, who was the Browns' offensive coordinator under Mike Patton back in 2015, was the Eagles' quarterback's coach the past two seasons. This must mean that Frank Reich is not getting the Indianapolis job. No, the big huh? rumor is that Frazier's going to get the job. Our guy Leslie again? Frazier. Yeah. That's been brought up again? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was Pro Football Talk earlier today so that he Wait, might be the leading candidate. For the Colts wow. job? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. He was mentioned Manny right away, and then they started throwing all these other names out. Apparently and, uh, Jim Irsay is a big Leslie Frazier fan. Well, I know he was on Tony's staff when yep. they won the Super Bowl, but man. Oof. Let's pull back the curtain on this, Patrick, and speak the truth. They didn't actually wait until they were given permission to talk to Filippo, did they? I mean, this talk had to start when the end of uh, when our season ended, right? Well, I mean, I they're, think, they're, these I think guys they know gained it. an admiration for the Eagles' offensive staff after they kicked their ass. But no, they would. <laughs> I don't think that they would have. Uh, so they're following the rules. There's not a, a midnight now, phone call. Well, they call. knew that he was the guy they wanted, so they. Yeah, that's you know that's why and, they were waiting. And all it took was one meeting, and this guy said, "Yeah, you're I'm hired. On, I'm on my way." Yep. Oh no, there was once the Super Bowl ended. I'm sure there was contact with his agent. You know, okay. I can't. I can't wait for the trading for Nick Foles rumors to. Oh, yeah. Heaven just. No. Hell with Nick Foles. Wentz. 
Let's get Carson. Let's get wet. I agree. <laughs> Foles has uh, won the Super Bowl. They got to keep him. Eagles get can wet. get a king. I said it the other day. Eagles can get a king's ransom for Carson Wentz right now if they want. I was to. trying. I started working on a let's trade for Carson Wentz satire column, but I. Only got about five graphs. I couldn't think up enough jokes to, to, to make it. It was very disappointing because I, I wanted to get them all fired up. Hey, we can get this guy. We can get this guy. Let's go get him. I love Wentz. how your mind works. Yeah, this isn't going to make him I angry know what, enough. Can I, can I take a stab at why you gave up on the project? Can I take a stab at it? Can why? I get inside your head? You weren't able to come up with any gopher football cheap shots in that column. Oh, no, no, that was we already had two or three of those. Dang it, <laughs> We're never in a shortage of those. It was it was, a, it was just trying to sell it with logic, you know. Right. The, with with distorted weird logic. I, I I could only have a couple of those, you know, and then I then I ran out of steam. Uh, by the way, the Gopher men's basketball team is in Indiana tonight to take on the Hoosiers. Well, see, you know, I don't approve of this Friday night crap I they're playing. I 100% anymore. agree yeah, with you. a bunch of commies. College Man, basketball was meant to be played on Saturday, then Sundays, too, when the football season is over with. You uh, know what I would approve of? Better basketball from the Gopher that would basketball help. team. That would help. Uh, hey, they they got eighty some points the other night with a bunch of guys you never heard of. They gave up ninety one too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five games remain in the regular season. Gophers have lost six in a row and nine out of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite moments uh, covering the Gophers were at were at Assembly Hall when Bobby was running the officials. Oh man, the all timer Clem goes in there with that god awful team of his that first year. Yep. And Bobby ended up winning the national championship that year. And and the Gophers had him beat. And uh, there was a turnover. And what was it? Sam Licklider, who I affectionately referred to as Sam Bootlicker, <laughs> was, uh, was the official. And uh, nice. was the official. They turned it. The, Indiana kicked the ball out of bounds right about at the scorer's table right next to Knight. And there was going to be a minute left. The Gophers were a couple ahead. They were going to get the ball. Uh, somebody's going to go shoot some free throws because they were going to follow them or something. They were three, two, three points ahead. They were going to beat them. This horrible team that ended up two and sixteen in the Big Ten. And uh, Bobby got up and basically called this guy Licklider every filthy name known to man, standing right next to him. Licklider looked at him, ran over to Clem, and told him he was changing the call. Oh, my God. Wow. And Clem, wow. Clem, he said, help me out here, coach. I'm ch- I am I have to change the call. I had it wrong. And Clem went nuts and threw his coat on the floor, and the guy and Licklider didn't tee him up. He threw his coat on the floor. So wow. he knew and he was in the wrong. He, knew he, he yeah. knew he had just hosed Clem, and Indiana ended up winning the game. But, wow. Uh, Bobby could run those officials in Assembly Hall, I'll tell you. News notes from today. U.S. Representative Rick Nolan said today that he will not run for re-election this year, an unexpected decision in what's likely to be a tough battle between the DFL and Republicans for his northeastern Minnesota congressional seat. Bring back Mr. Smooth, Stuart Mills. <laughs> He's an Iron Range-looking guy, isn't he? Think, He's been down in those mines. He sure is he now because he got the haircut. He looks good. Oh, really? He, he got cut, rid of the yeah, long locks. Yeah, he cut, the, he cut the long locks off. He, he cut the I'm richer than you are uh, locks, <laughs> did he? You know? Get him a flannel shirt and some camo pants. <laughs> yeah, he, that's what he'll look. He'll look like he's, he'll be sitting in a bar drinking a shot and a beer and a hibbing. Trying uh, to Nolan, by the way, 74, won two, 
two tough re-election battles in, uh, since his election back in 2012. Well, he said he's going to finish strong. He'll be in that bar while his Escalade is idling in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. President Donald Trump signed a $400 billion budget deal that boosts spending and swells the federal deficit, ending a brief federal government shutdown. The House and Senate approved a bill to keep the government funded through March 23rd, overcoming opposition from Democrats as well as Tea Party conservatives to endorse enormous spending increases despite looming trillion-dollar deficits. The House... You think we're going to have a little inflation here finally, fellas, uh, with this uh, with this money not being worth much anymore, or is it going to be fine? Yeah, that... we're correcting ourselves yeah, here. We will. I, I watched a, a couple of market shows this afternoon, and they and everybody on TV said, "Calm the hell down. This is a correction." It's going to recover, and then we're probably going to have another correction next year. The smart investors are just holding tight and actually buying right now, taking advantage. So, so some of my or, friends that may have stuck everything into their mattress or, might be a little bit. Uh, or we yeah. just keep working past the times we were, we're valuable. We just won't go away. We just keep working yeah. to pay our damn bills, yeah. so we don't have to worry about. That's it, the know? boat I'm. I'm uh, rowing. Yeah, we just fall down a step someday and kill ourselves. Yep. Just gonna work till it's over. (laughs) Damn me! All right, it's three forty, Pat. Okay, let's go, Mets. And we're back on the TCL broadcast studios here at fifteen hundred ESPN. Hey, folks, kick off your running season with fifteen hundred ESPN at Twin Cities in Motion's Hot Dish Five K and Ten Mile on Saturday, March twenty fourth. Bring your lumberjack best to this Minnesota-themed event that features a top 10 U.S. post-race beer garden, live DJ, photo booth, and activities for all ages, plus hot dish and beer from Summit Brewing Company. There you go, Kenny. Registration is now open, and all runners will receive a Storm Creek long-sleeve quarter-zip technical pullover Details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. And, Kenny, you've got some traffic Yeah, yeah, news. yeah, I do, but I think we'd make a good team. You could do the running, Reavers can do the beer, and I'll handle the hot dish. Sweet. It'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, this traffic, northbound 494, we're out in the uh, west metro here, Minnetonka, and northbound 494 slows to a crawl at Highway 7. It's due to a p- pretty big wreck on the right shoulder just prior to 394, so that's an ugly section of creep and beep there. Royce? Moving pretty good here on Six Mile Cypress today, where we're looking good. Hey, uh, Kenny, was that your season debut at a wild game? Yes, it was. Yes, you and I was. are now tied, baby. Yeah. One apiece. You know, uh, it was my son's birthday, so I wanted okay. four seats, and I started looking at the prices, and oh my goodness, I was astounded. And you I kept think mom that, at home. Huh? No, I brought, I brought her with, but we I, I actually went to management and asked for our tickets, and they <laughs> gave them to us. And I was on the club level, and I've got to say the experience is wonderful. I know you guys kind of poo-poo the program there, but uh, I think the Wild are really good at giving you a sense of place and and making you feel all as one. And I don't, oh, yeah. I That's don't, why they get away with playing like they did last night. Yeah. Kenny, the crowd doesn't get on them because they all love being there. Because you've got uh, all these other fun, pleasant distractions. And, and to, to be honest, that stuff doesn't bother me at all. But, uh, you know, you got to back it up with good hockey. And it just, <laughs> there was no good hockey there last night. Patrick, I do have to let you know that uh, your favorite college basketball player, Grayson Allen, is on uh, Highly Questionable right now, talking with Mr. Levertard and Poppy right now. One of the questions they asked him was, uh, did he ever get into any fights playing in pickup basketball games? (laughs) 
Uh, nice loss last night, by the way. Yes. Dis- disgracing, which other people call them. <laughs> uh, disgracing big turnover at the end of the game to give North Carolina the victory. So, the- Hey, by the way, this Alex O'Connell, the freshman, mm-hmm. he's got a chance to be a bigger idiot than he's got to be a chance to be more hateable than Grayson Allen that's not possible yeah really check this guy out check okay. out the look on this guy man you'd let just love to you, he's gonna draw a lot of charging fouls because just looking at him you want to run him over <laughs> <laughs> the Metropolitan Transportation Authority in New York confirmed official looking signs declaring all trains to be delayed are unauthorized fake signs. The signs were spotted at multiple stations in early February featuring an image of a hitchhiking construction worker with the text, your train is delayed January 1st through December 31st, days, nights, and weekends. So it's just some big giant practical joke. Oh, that's fun. They were all over the city too, Kenny. That's awesome. The MTA said the sign is an unauthorized fake, apparently poking fun at the city's famously unreliable subway schedule. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, somebody's pranking them. The city has increased maintenance and repair of tracks and signals as part of an $836 million emergency action plan to address the subway issues. A person purported to be the graphic designer behind the fake sign said the work should speak for itself. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said a traffic officer ticketed a driver caught using the carpool lanes with a mannequin. Oh, that again. Not very original. The RCMP said a traffic services officer spotted a white van speeding and crossing into the high occupancy vehicle lanes without signaling. The officer stopped the van and discovered the driver's passenger was, in fact, a mannequin dressed in sunglasses and a hoodie. I don't blame them. I guess it's better than a love doll with that. Yes, yeah, we that, we've had a few love dolls. Funny look on her face, if, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. We've had a few love dolls picked up in the insane lanes. That's that's more fun. A Florida man who sells indoor gardening equipment favored by marijuana growers will get to keep some. Of the $22 million in cash he stuffed into five-gallon buckets inside of his home, 46-year-old Luis Hernandez Gonzalez pleaded guilty Wednesday to money laundering and structuring bank deposits to avoid reporting the true amounts to the government. His lawyers insist the money is legitimate profit from equipment sales to people who grow marijuana legally in other states and that no bank in Florida would accept his cash. The Miami Herald reports the government agreed to let him keep about four of the $22 million, plus his house, his business, and his five Rolex watches. How much money can you get in a five-gallon pail? I'd like to find out, wouldn't you? I would, too. To my knowledge, there's nothing illegal about the the equipment you use to grow weed. I mean, it's lights and ventilation and trays and... Was it he didn't want to pay taxes? So Basically, he was hiding the uh, hiding the boy. He, he he was the go-to guy though for marijuana. <laughs> Absolutely, equipment, if he made that much money, man. Apparently, he's facing up to thirty years in prison. Uh, he is being sentenced on April twentieth. Yeah, leave him alone. For <laughs> I'm voting for Roycey. <laughs> A twelve thousand. Anybody making money off marijuana is fine with me. That's right. <laughs> A 12,000-square-foot stone mansion is going up for auction and will sell to the highest bidder even if the price is well below the $6.9 million list price. The home in the upscale Scottsdale and Estancia Golf community 
Comes with a garage. Wow, I've played golf there, Estancia. There's some nice homes there. Six bedrooms and 11 bathrooms. The International Reality and Concierge Auctions are holding the live online auction, something they plan to make the make an annual event. The group says the home is being sold with no reserve, meaning it will sell no matter how low the price. Bidding starts in about eight minutes. Friday, February 9th at 4 p.m. Buyers must be pre-qualified, show that they have the money to purchase the mansion before they can bid. Uh, the home is owned by Mark and Melissa Matson, who paid $6.5 million for it back in 2014. More. Matson, that's a Minnesota name. We've yeah. had that many mm-hmm. Minnesotans. There's a lot of Minnesotans on that golf course. More bathrooms than bedrooms. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. You know what that golf course has? It has the a lot of these cactuses, these jumping coyos, where yep. if they feel your body heat, uh, they jump. The the thistles come out and what? You know, like if a rabbit's nearby, okay. Oh, that's feel the that's they voodoo. feel the body. They feel the body heat. They send the thing out and then they sucker back in. No, and they take a, yes. Well, uh, and and players there are always getting stuck. Really. And, Louie was there one day playing in shorts. Oh, no. And they damn near had to amputate his leg, is the legend. Because, of course, you know, Louie just goes storming into the place, <laughs> and one of these cactuses just goes, Rah! and gets about eight of their big, thick thistles in his leg. Well, that's the devil's plant. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's terrible. I, I got one. I, I only got one in me, and it didn't really stick through all the fat, so I was okay. Were you wearing the really short shorts when you got stuck? No, I, that's, I don't wear shorts. That's, that's right. Saved me. That's, that's true. That's saved me. All right. <laughs> all right, gents. So, Patrick, during the break, I... Uh, I did a Google image search of Alex O'Connell, who you were talking yes. about. I only have two words for you. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I have not I watched like a lot that of hairdo, man. Oh my oh, gosh! Man. Yeah, that's he's got that. He has to play for Duke. I, if I think I was dead spit or one. This is the most Duke guy ever, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of Duke basketball this year. But yeah, I had to Google search him, and yeah, you're you were one hundred percent accurate. Well, I was listening. I was in the car yesterday when I landed here and uh, driving driving home. I uh, driving to the condo, and uh, they were on, and they were winning, you know, seven eight points in the middle of the second half. So I just gave up on North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, North Carolina came back and beat him, and uh, Allen turned it over there at the end of the game. So, I wonder Dukey's, if that... Dukey's having a little uh, trouble here. They lost five now. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if that St. John's loss last weekend is going to yeah. send them on a little bit See of a tailspin. See what St. John's here. then did? What Turned they... around and beat, uh, beat Villanova. Really? I've missed yes. that too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they beat Villanova and Duke back to back after being 0 11 in the Big East. Well, if Chris Mullen wants to keep his job, that's one way to do it. Beat Duke and Villanova. Wow. Yeah, well, that's, I'm sure he's uh, probably going to get a contract extension. All right, we'll be back. The return of the Friday Fun Fest. The Friday Fun Fest. Only three Fs, not four.